This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The Central Area Senior Center has released its upcoming lineup for its very popular Green Dolphin Lounge for the summer months. And when they talk about the Green Dolphin Lounge and the Central Area Senior Center, is Executive Director Diane Ferguson. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. That's good. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Diane, uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the upcoming events at the Central Area Senior Center, uh, specifically uh, the Green Dolphin Lounge Entertainment Series, uh, and how those kind of contribute to the organization's missions and goals? So we do the Green Dolphin Lounge, which was um, actually named from a song in a lounge that really did exist. And the purpose of it is to uh, give people an opportunity to listen to live music, good music, primarily jazz, but we have expanded to different uh, other types of music since it was originally founded. Um, so we have an exciting lineup of uh, musicians and bands and singers coming to us. I will uh, talk about in April, we have Eugenie Jones, who is uh, actually um, put out a, um, I guess it's a CD or an album uh, this past year that's doing actually fairly well on the charts. And she sings jazz and was actually the uh, uh, earshot jazz vocalist of the year. And then on um, May 19th, we have Elna Jordan, who has a great voice, and she sings blues. On June the 16th, Brandon Willis, who's a saxophonist, will be at the Central Area Senior Center uh, playing the saxophone. July the 21st, we have Butch Harris, who's a pianist, a jazz artist, and does some rhythm and blues as well. And then uh, the first Sunday in August, which is August 16th, is our um, Seafair Patio Party, and the Triple Treat Band will, will be there, and they have uh, three great female vocalists as well as some great musicians. And then on October 20th, Michael Powers will be there. And so um, if you notice each of the dates, it's always the third Friday of the month from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. Sometimes we go a little over. And it's actually probably the uh, low-cost event of the um, year for anybody who likes to go out and listen to uh, jazz music. If you're not a member, it's $30, but that includes your admittance fee as well as we serve appetizers. And then if you are a member, it's $25, and if you bought a lifetime membership to be a member at the Central Area Senior Center, it's $20. And so it's a fun way to spend a third Friday evening. Uh, we usually have an attract anywhere from a low of about 100 to 
sometimes as many as 200 people that come in and listen to great music. And it's a great way to uh, meet your friends, and uh, you can always call us or go online. Um, but you can call us at 206-726-4926, make your reservations. You um, can pay by credit card or all kinds of forms of payment. Um, and then you can come and have a wonderful third Friday evening of live music with appetizers. Wow. Wow. And it's, uh, from what I understand, it's always a great uh, time for people in attendance. And yes. And you know what else is fun is um, sometimes when um, people like last month, CT was there, and everyone loves CT. And so he provided an opportunity for folks who wanted to come up and join him in song or just sing their own solo. That happens as well. Sometimes we do a karaoke night. I think our uh, first Green Dolphin of the year or in February we had karaoke. But what's really fun is uh, you just never know who has a great voice. A gentleman, I think he was like 85, came up and sung some um, – and some. Um, Sung some Peebo Bryson and some um, other other male vocalists, and it was just great. I, you know, you just never know who's in the audience, and they're sitting there, and they come up and sing, and then they just. Uh, I think he got at least one hundred and twenty dollars in tips. He did such a great job. Oh, wow! <laughs> so that was well, fun for him and, and all of us there. Right. But, <laughs> But Eugenie Jones, who is a Seattle-based singer-songwriter producer, uh, who also has an international fan base, will be there on April the 21st. And her critically acclaimed release called Players is now ranked number 30 on the Jazz Week's Top 100 2022 albums and number 7 on the Top 50 charts. And uh, she was a contender in the Best Vocal Jazz Album Grammy category this year. And so she's described by critics as an extraordinary vocalist who is a clever, gifted lyricist and the former Earshot Jazz Recording of the Year and Vocalist of the Year artist who's recorded more than 30 original hits. And uh, she does do jazz, but jazz standards, but she also does some soulful jazz original and some R&B classics. And if you can't see her or if you want to see her twice, um, she actually will be at the Royal Room on uh, Saturday, April the 15th. So you can go see her at 7.30 p.m. on April 15th at the Royal Room and then come visit us on the 21st and, and see her live again at the Central Area Senior Center. All right. Well, uh, Diane, I, uh, many people, uh, I also understand that you are taking a well-deserved sabbatical courtesy of the BIPOC Ed Coalition Washington State. Uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about the uh, sabbatical grant award you received from them um, and, you know, kind of, you know, I guess how it made you feel when you learned that you received the award? Well, you know, I was just sort of surprised because I work hard and, you know, we have accomplished some things, but uh, the opportunity came up and they, um, they awarded me in September of 2022 the BIPOC Education Coalition of Washington State sent a letter to myself and our board president, Barbara Pete, and said, we are honored and excited to provide Central Area Senior Center a sabbatical grant in the amount of $60,000 to support a three-month sabbatical for me. And uh, congratulations on receiving the award. 
and they said that as a leader of the organization, I've been working for many years, I can't even believe that I've been at the Central Area Senior Center for uh, nine years now, and that, um, you know, we had a accomplished a lot and that they wanted me to have an opportunity to enjoy three months away from the organization um, to get renewed and rejuvenated and come back ready, I guess, to do another nine years. But the deal is what's really exciting is the funds actually provides for the opportunity for us to be able to hire and compensate additional staff people to come in and do the various facets of my job. And so we were very fortunate um, when they told me that this was going to happen, then my mind immediately went to, okay, who do I know that people will have confidence in, who's familiar with our community, who's actually done this work, has good organizational skills? And I immediately thought of two people, Mary Diggs Hobson, who uh, is the founder of ARS, African American Reach Teach, um, Health Ministry, as well as uh, Tawanda Hill, who's been around the community a long time, putting together events and doing publicity and marketing and websites. And so it just so happened that uh, with a little nudging and conversations and working out hours and conditions and different things like that, that they both agreed to come on. Mary is acting as the administrative director, handling all the grants and contracts, because at this point we have quite a bit in overseeing the staff. And um, Tawanda is actually helping to create a new website for us to get our social media up and running properly and to uh, work with teaching and training the staff on uh, new social media tools and uh, sending out the... um, the constant contact newsletter and all kinds of things like that. So I'm fortunate to uh, be able to um, take some time off. I haven't. I, I've officially started, but I've still been working. But my goal is come Monday, um, I will not be working. I will just kind of concentrate on the things that I need to do, which is really to clean my house and fix everything that's broken. And to also, uh, my mother passed away, and I've never had the opportunity. Yes, I've never had the opportunity to clean her house and and uh, rent it out. So my nephews and I are going to be working at my mother's house as well. So I'm just excited about the opportunity. I'm going to do a two month sabbatical this time around because in um, August my son is getting married, and so I am going mm. to Houston, Texas to. Uh, to uh, be the, I guess, mother of the groom, and that's an exciting thing. I finally told him he was home for the holidays last year, uh, not 2022, but the year before, and I said to him, honey, when are you going to marry Charmaine? You guys have been dating for, at that point, I think they've been dating for 14 years, and I knew she really wanted to get married to my son, and so I said, if she wants to marry you, son, you need to do that. And so it worked out. He went and got her a ring and proposed to her and on New Year's. And so now they will uh, officially get married after having dated for 16 years. In 2020, wow. 16 years. Wow. So I'm excited and they're excited. Wow. And congratulations uh, on that uh, for you and your family. Uh, Diane, many people might not be aware of the long hours that many people running small businesses 
uh, and small nonprofit organizations have been under, uh, especially uh, recently as a result of COVID. Uh, but certainly these have been trying times for people who are providing services uh, mm-hmm. that, people de- that people depend on. Um, right. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because you know, the average person is like, okay, you know, they're, they're providing a sabbatical um, for, you know, executive directors who are running nonprofits. But certainly, um, and I mentioned this before, that these mm-hmm. sabbaticals are well-deserved. And um, one of those things where I think we should be fortunate, we're pretty fortunate that as an organization that is providing these funds mm-hmm. um, that not only provide organizations like yours with a sabbatical for the executive director, but also able to fund in and bring in some people who um, might be able to not only just fill in the gaps, but mm-hmm. actually uh, bring a different perspective um, to the direction of the organization moving forward because they're coming in with fresh eyes and, and they're, they haven't been sitting there um, in, in the pressure cooker, per se, mm-hmm. you know, over the last few years and um, can have, just, yeah. you know, a, a clean look at everything. Right, and, you know, that's already been helpful because uh, Mary, who's a great administrator, uh, she's already said, Diane, we need to update some of these forms, and, uh, uh, you know, a, a good fresh look is wonderful. I know that I actually have, I, I, I think from the day one when I started, because the organization was not in a good place, I think that I, on average, work 12-hour days all the time, and sometimes on weekends. I mean, there's every, the first thing you have to do in a nonprofit is you have to make sure you have money to operate, and so you have to raise money, and there's all kinds of ways to make raise money. You want a diversified funding base, but a lot of times uh, the quick money, if you're fortunate and you're a good writer, and I've always wanted to be a writer, is to you write grants that match up with the kind of work that you do at your organization. And one of the things that happened particular during, during COVID is a lot of us had to sort of switch up because people weren't coming out and about, and uh, we had to switch up and deliver our services to our members who weren't coming out. It wasn't safe for them to come out. And so we did things like uh, set up a, a grocery program, a robust meals program where we use volunteers and staff to uh, deliver meals and groceries to them. Everyone knows that uh, early on we were fortunate to work with Swedish to set up uh, COVID testing. And then later when the vaccinations became available, we set up a, a series of uh, vaccination clinics. And uh, even as it as COVID sort of uh, was not the crisis situation um, that it was, we still continued to offer booster shots as well as flu shots and shingle shots and other things that, uh, that people needed. And so the deal is is that you're trying to create uh, a great experience for your population that you serve. In our case, we serve uh, seniors, but at the same time, we, all, we also make our facilities available to all the neighborhood groups, the organizations, the, the links meet at our facility, the Leshy Community Council, board leadership, the um, all kinds of different groups, the neighborhood groups. And so you make all of that available. So in particular, uh, Central Area Senior Center has been a great place for different groups and organizations to come and meet. And a lot of people think, uh, well, they're just probably open from 
8 in the morning until 4.30 or till 1 o'clock, like I know some senior centers are. But no, we're actually open until 10 o'clock on a couple of evenings in the week so that we can continue to uh, offer a safe environment for members to come out and enjoy. So on Thursday nights, we're open until 10 o'clock to play bridge. And then we're open on the uh, on the second and fourth Saturdays of the month for programs. And then we uh, have a couple of organizations like the Lynx that come regularly on the third Saturday of the month. And so all of this takes coordination. It takes resources because you have to pay your staff. Our chef comes to work every morning at 630 so that he can have uh, the meal services ready um, because we still deliver on Wednesdays and Fridays to uh seniors that are not able to come out of their homes or have no one to uh, bring food to them. And uh, we also deliver grocery steel for those who, again, have some disabilities or uh, they don't have food as readily available because the inflation around food has gone up. And so, um, you know, it's actually um, to run an ongoing organization like ours at this point, I think we have to raise uh, about $1.5 million a year because in a nonprofit you basically have to raise your money every year again and again. And then you add on top of that, if you're a facility-based organization, you're, running, you're raising money so that you can improve the um, facility structures themselves. We're working, on a, uh, working with uh, McDonald Miller for a new HVAC system and uh, hoping to resurface our parking lot this year. And we've upgraded one restroom, and we have three others to upgrade. So it's a continuation of uh, actually getting the opportunity to do many different things, from raising money to being to managing people to uh, making sure you have good relationship with grocery stores. And um, now you also are involved in... Uh, you know, some construction issues and and maintaining your facility. So it's actually quite a bit of work. And so when you sign on to work at a nonprofit, then um, you know that you're signing on, if you want to be a good nonprofit and serve your community, that it's going to take many hours to do the work and many others to work with you in terms of volunteers and professional staff and uh, a good board of directors that is overseeing the policies of the organization. So it does take quite a bit of time if you want to do a good job. Right. And, and Diane, as we wrap up, I'm going to ask you uh, one more time to uh, provide us with the uh, information for the Green Dolphin Lounge uh, for the month of April and how people can um, purchase their tickets. They can uh, purchase their tickets by calling us at the Central Area Senior Center at 206-726-4926. And you can also go to our website, which is uh, www.casrcenter.org. Eugenie Jones, who is a jazz artist who actually is uh, listed uh, on the jazz billboard with the uh, uh, song Players, and she just put out a new CD album in uh, 2022, will be performing on Friday, April the 21st at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., and the ticket price is $30 if you're not a member, 25 if you are, and $20 if you're a lifetime member. And it always offers a wonderful and fun time uh, at the Green Dolphin Lounge. 
All right. Well, Diane, thank you for joining us on today's show, and enjoy your time off uh, with your sabbatical. Thank you so much, Chris. I enjoyed speaking with you. You have a good day.